Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 66 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Hebrews chapter 4 today and our focus is on how God's word is a living, active, and sharp double-edged sword. So this is a daily 10-minute podcast where we dig into God's word one chapter at a time. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Lithuania, Karnataka, India, Manitoba, Canada, Scranton, Pennsylvania, and Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you all for listening. Please do check out our website, Bible2021.com. Please do consider sharing the show by word of mouth or online through social media or email or whatever with friends and neighbors. And also consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, how could today's focus verse be anything other than Hebrews 4.12, one of the best known and most profound Bible passages? It says, the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So let's talk about two aspects of God's word today. How is God's word living and active, and how is it like a sharp double-edged sword? Pastor Tim Keller tells a fascinating story about a man named Emile Callier, who was a professor of philosophy at Princeton University many years ago. Before he became a Christian, he says, when he was a younger man, he decided he was going to create a special book just for himself. Every time he read something anywhere that really moved him, really inspired him, really helped him, he copied it carefully into this notebook. So he was amassing all of his most favorite passages, his most compelling and inspiring and convicting texts he'd ever seen. And he couldn't wait for the day in the future when he would sit down and just read right through it. He thought he was amassing a book that would understand him, a book that would counsel him, would lift him up, would inspire him, would help him through the hardest times of his life. So at one point, after he'd been doing this for years or so, he sat down with his book under a tree and he opened the book in eager anticipation, thinking about how it was going to really lift him up and help him. As he started reading through it, though, he was filled with disappointment because he realized that he had himself changed. There were passages he was looking at and saying, why did I think that was so important? He had changed himself. Even three years passed, he was disappointed. When he became a Christian and the Holy Spirit came into his life and the Holy Spirit now is the author of this book, he came to realize that the Bible was the book he'd been looking for. Because Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, judging the very thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Callier had always been looking for a book that was alive, a book that would understand him, a book that moved when he moved. And no matter where he was, no matter what his situation would come right at him and inspire him and expose him and convict him and show him where he was and show him who he was and show him what to do. It was the word of God. So God's word is not dead words on a page by a dead author. As I've said before, when you read The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, you don't get to interact with Mark Twain, the author. Well, he's dead. When you read the origin story of Spider-Man in Amazing Fantasy number 15, you won't get to meet and interact with Stan Lee, the creator of Spider-Man. Sadly, he too is also no longer alive. But on the other hand, when you read the Bible, 
you will indeed encounter God, the living God, who is present, past and future. He's present in and through his living word. The Bible is God-breathed, spirit-soaked, and absolutely vibrant with life. Well, how is God's word a sword? Well, to be sure, we're told in Ephesians 6, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. When we speak or quote God's word, we can engage in spiritual battle, much like Jesus did in Matthew 4 when tempted by the devil. But the writer of Hebrews seems to have another aspect of God's word being a sword in this passage, and let's read it and consider it. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Therefore, since the promise to enter his rest remains, let us beware that none of you be found to have fallen short. For we also have received the good news just as they did, but the message they heard did not benefit them, since they were not united with those who heard it in faith. For we who have believed enter the rest in keeping with what he has said, so I swore in my anger they will not enter my rest. Even though his works have been finished since the foundation of the world, for somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in this way. And on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. Again, in that passage, he says, they will never enter my rest. Therefore, since it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news did not enter because of disobedience, he again specifies a certain day, today. He specified this speaking through David after such a long time. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. Therefore, a Sabbath rest remains for God's people. For the person who has entered his rest has rested from his own works, just as God did from his. Let us then make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience. For the word of God is living and effective, and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. No creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. So, in discussing how God's word is a sword, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones of England captures that aspect quite rightly by saying, God's word is a convicting word, a deep word, a penetrating word. Oh, the contrast this presents to the mere words of men. How superficial the latter are, how superficial the words of the politicians and the philosophers. Ah, but the psychologists, you may say, they have deep analysis. But when you put their analysis by the side of this word, the word of God, the psychologists' words are merely like ripples on the surface. Here is the only word, God's word, that can really convict and penetrate. Notice the terms used in Hebrews two-edged or double-edged sword. Not merely one edge, but two edges. It cuts twice. It cuts thoroughly, and it is sharper. 
That means God's word is incisive. It is penetrating. It has a quality that enables it to lay bare all of our self-delusions, all sophistries, all pretenses and excuses. It is piercing even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and marrow. It gets down to every part and portion of our life. Nothing else does that. Some teachings affect you in one part of your experience, others in another, but here is a word that deals with every single part. It analyzes, it dissects, it opens our soul and spirit joints and marrow. There's nothing about us that it does not know. Moreover, we are told here that it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And the word discerner there means that it has a judging quality. God's word has a judging quality, a discriminating quality. Like a judge on the bench, it can sift and analyze the evidence. The lawyer puts his case very plausibly. He does not reveal certain facts. He brings others out and exaggerates them. Ah, but the judge sitting on the bench can discriminate. He can analyze. He puts the relative and due proportion to every statement that is made. That is the meaning of the word discerner. And the word does this with the very thoughts and intents of our hearts, our reflections, our imaginations, our ideas, our conception. And it does this at the very depth of our being in that which is called the heart. Well, amen to that. So the word of God, living and active, and it penetrates us like a sword, a good sword, a sword doing good surgery on us and leading us into truth. Well, let's end with our Bible verse of the month for March, Hebrews 7.25. Therefore, Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, that you are interceding for us. Well, friends, may it be a wonderful Sunday for you. May it be a wonderful Lord's Day. Good day to you and Godspeed.